Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. In Hebrews 11, chapter 1, verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes, it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. Today is the last Saturday in 2008. Now we've got the whole thing here. Right. Not a moment too soon. Yeah, and, and, and we're glad to have you back. You've been sick for a bit. And, I'm still uh, a little sick. Yeah, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> so so we're going to knock out the last faith podcast of 2018. And I did a Google search on uh, what does the Bible say on renewal? And I came up with Second um, Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen. But first, before we do that, let me um, I'll engage us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning, and the last Saturday of 2018. 2018 has been tumultuous, full of ups and downs, but you have carried us through. We thank you for that, and we love you for that. We thank you for our health. We thank you for the family that we have the good people that have uh, inspired us, that has afflicted us, and we thank you for giving us the strength to uplift each other. Um, I thank you, especially for the bonding that we have here with Deb and with Craig, uh, all of us uh, just, you know, being there for each other. We have become a real family, bonded by your word, and we ask that everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we are is guided by the love you have, that we have of you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. And I wanted to thank you, Reg, for doing that little podcast for the Christmas. Oh, yeah, a little snippet. Yeah, I <laughs> Yeah, I figured a little drop a little, you know, thing in that the bucket. That was good. Yeah. So, okay, so we're going to go into 2 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm sorry, chapter 5, <coughs> verse 17. And I'll go ahead and read that. I'm going old school. Usually I have my uh, little digital... Bible it's true. It has paper in front of it. Yeah, I've got real paper. For those of you who are young, we'll explain what that is later. <laughs> okay, here it is. Um, <laughs> Second Corinthians, verse um, verse five. I'm sorry, chapter five, verse seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone; the new has come. And it's that simple. <laughs> and there are all sorts of goodies, you know, before and after, and we'll we'll touch on that. But, um, you know, it's pretty simple. If you are in Christ, he is a new creation. He being, you know, the person who has accepted Christ. The old has gone. The new has come. And I think that's a wonderful sort of message coming into 2019. Let's take it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, Craig, you had some thoughts. I know Father Justin preached on just resolutions and some of the trappings of making your, res- you know, everyone has a resolution, you know, coming into the new year, and a lot of times we don't me- meet our expectations. Well, no, it wasn't, I was, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, Advent is over, and, and we're in the Christmas season. It's true. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, 
over over it. <laughs> you know, it's actually just beginning. Yeah. And so in, in, and so Father Justin preached on Christmas Eve at the, at the candlelight vigil mass, a really short, sweet sermon about uh, about bodies, basically about like you know how we got all these sweaty, smelly. Runny-nosed body. Which is <laughs> why I don't do high yoga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, and just the kind of the, the beautiful fact that uh, when Jesus was born, when when God decided to, uh, you know, co-mingle with the human race, he decided to be one of those sweaty, runny-nosed <laughs> That's right. Burping, yeah. spitting up humans. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and with us. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was it was a cute, sweet sermon, mm-hmm. and meant to be, you know, very light. Yeah. And uh, because it was nine o'clock at night, and a lot of people yeah. wanted to go home and start start their Christmas morning. Yeah. You know, bright. Uh, but um, but it started making me think about resolutions and how we make resolutions, and uh, and and I think. One of the things that stuck in my mind is uh, being reborn mm-hmm. within, you know, or being renewed or trying to improve <coughs> yeah, or make, make your life or your soul or your body sure. better. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we reach beyond what we think we're capable of. Yeah. And, uh, and just that reminder of that. That sermon made me think. Well, God loves us just the way we are. Um, it's true. You know, in you know, warts and all. Yeah. I mean, truly, truly. Yeah. Otherwise, why would He become one of us? Right. And yeah. uh, you know, and so it started making me think, like, you know, a resolution. You know, it's got to be something that kind of comes from within, not something you reach for exterior. 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 Yeah. You know, we always think that happiness is something that we have to kind of like. Attain, and and in a way that makes sense. You know, happiness is all the external things, the things we're we're trying to get. And then when we think of Christmas, we always talk about joy. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and and joy is actually different. Yeah, it's really different than happiness. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting um, when I think about resolutions. I think about what other other people's expectation or what I believe other expectations are of me. In other words, I'll say, well, I need to, you know, I don't know, um, make more money because, you know, other people will see, you know, something more. Usually someone will make a criticism of me, and I'll say, okay, I need to make a resolution so that other people will accept me. In other words, you talk about happiness and joy. Does it come from within, or is it something that is given to us? Does people make us happy, or can I have the happiness within myself? Yeah, it's a it, it's it's kind of an external versus internal sure kind of argument. Yeah, I guess yeah. to me anyway. Yeah, what, I don't know. What do you think, Deb? About happiness or resolutions? Yeah, or? just kind of where we're going with um, that. Well, I mean, resolutions are a good time to start over, which is why we do them at the new year, mm-hmm. right? We want to renew our commitment to things. Yeah. Um, that maybe we didn't do as well as we could have before. Yeah. Or attack some new things. Um, I do think that happiness is driven internally, whether whether that is by obtaining things or not, or uh, you know whether that be physical things or other people's um, approval. Sure. I still think that happiness is driven internally, but that's because I'm an internally driven person. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so, Fair enough. <laughs> um, but uh, I actually don't do resolutions. I, I pick a theme for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the theme for 2019 is serene in 2019. Wow, very nice. And everything I do, the things that I focus my attention on during 2019 will support my theme. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And to piggyback on you, I've stopped doing resolutions. I used to do it all the time. And I would make myself so miserable because <laughs> I always said, well, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to make this amount of money, and my savings will be this much, and I'll go here. And Those I'll, are smart resolutions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean that in the business sense. Like, they're measurable, oh, they're yeah. specific, sure. they're time-bound. Yeah. But I get <laughs> myself up so much when I don't achieve them because, as I was telling you, Craig, earlier, there are things that happen within our lives. Like people will, I'll get a phone call. Guess what? So-and-so is in the hospital. We need to rally together, you know, or do you have some money that I need to, you know, chaos, chaos. you know, someone will lose a job. Someone will leave them. You know, um, there'll, there'll be all sorts of things that happen within our lives that we have no control over and that'll affect our ability to make our resolutions. And I don't know about you, but I do beat myself up when I don't meet my resolutions. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do it this time. And I see that happen with other people as well. So, Have you, when did you stop doing that? So in 2016, was it 2016? 2016 was one, 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 one of the worst years, years that, I, that I've had. Um, actually, the end of 2015, I had to move out of my apartment right. because the rent just got way, way too much. Right. And I had to move in with a friend of mine. Actually, she's a married woman, and I, I just felt so low. It's like, wow, you know, people have control over me more than I have control over my own life because, you know, people have property and that sort of stuff. And, and I was like, okay, I really need to just sort of stop what I'm doing and, and just sort of – I compared it to – sort of reformatting your hard drive because it crashes too much. I don't know if you've ever had a computer and it's just, it's just so slow or a program. I go buy a new one. (laughs) (laughs) I can't really do that with my life. (laughs) 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 And we do that every two years. And, you know, speaking of computers, you know, a lot of, you know, I was reading a report that uh, Apple and a lot of other companies will deliberately have faults within their computers to make us buy it once every two years, especially our phones. I know. They discontinued the, uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of the products. I can't use them. Yeah. <laughs> gone, gone are the days that we can, you know, use a product over and over again, or your TV used to last, you know, 10 years, 15 years, and now it's like, oh, you know. Hey, you go get it serviced. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. But, I mean, you know, the service is on. So, in 2016, I basically told myself, hey, listen, I really need to rethink myself and really think about re, almost re, being reborn, sort of just in a new way. That's when I really focused on writing. I got into a writing class. I said, hey, you know, I can't do it. And sometimes you need to be humble. I have to be humble and say, listen, there are things I need to change within myself. And not because someone told me. <laughs> yeah, now I'm a published author. I mean, you know, I haven't, I'm not making any money, you know, doing it. But I am doing the things that I never thought that I'd done before. You saw a project from beginning to end. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. That's a way big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's and sometimes it takes longer than a year. That's exactly right. But you begin. You have to begin. And you have to be honest with yourself and look at yourself in the mirror and say, listen, these are the flaws I have. These are the faults I have. And it goes into reconciliation. Sometimes we have to reconcile. And reconciliation is all through Second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
if you look, so let's let's just take a look at um, once again we're Second Corinthians, and we've talked about Second Corinthians, but we've never read on Second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, I believe it was Titus, right. who uh, was a sort of faithful servant to Paul and helped Paul uh, reach out to people like Corinth, mm-hmm. and there were issues within Corinth where there were Jewish Christians and there were Gentile Christians, and there were a dispute between you know how, what's the proper way to to preach the word of God or to, you know, to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Do I, am I circumcised or am I uncircumcised? And, you know, basically Paul's message was, listen, it doesn't matter. Whatever you do, do it in the name of Jesus Christ. And I think the message here is reconciling um, your old ways, sort of, you know, sort of pay, making amends. I mean, when you think of reconciliation, like, so I went on Wikipedia and reconciliation um, the verse, uh, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the Wikipedia, it basically says um, it is a returning to the, the Christian version of reconciliation, a returning to faith or harmony after a conflict. After a conflict. And that's per Wikipedia. And the verse that, that you mm-hmm. read earlier yeah. is, it's really Paul talking about being reborn in Christ, and, and it's actually generally used for mm-hmm. people who are re- Christians that get reborn. Like yeah. Refer to this a lot. And even the um, so when I look at and I'm looking at the NIV version and it, and so the NIV version they have these sort of these um, titles basically yep. talking about what you know what we're going to talk about and the title for this is the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Verse 11 says, since then we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade men. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live shall no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. And even the death of Christ, it talks a lot about the death of Christ, and it's odd because... Well, you know, we talk about it because that is how exactly. we won our salvation, right? Right. Christ recon- reconciled for our sins. He sort of paid the debt. My guy. Well, you know, we can't talk about renewal without death. I mean, baptism is a, you know, mm-hmm. is a renewal, but it also means that the old, the old ways, the old part of of your person is gone. Yes, you know, in order to have, and there's a, and there's grief there. There's, mm-hmm. you know, you miss that. Yes. And so when we take on things, I'm really thinking about your resol- resolution or theme, you know, oh. serenity. <laughs> you know, that's that's a word that can be used in, every day in a different way. Yeah. Sure. You know, I mean, you can. That's why I pick themes. I, 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 I know. I was thinking about it. Well, I need something kind of that can I. And then I always try to make it rhyme with the year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty you know, Catchy. Fine, <laughs> sublime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to find things. But my resolution so far is removing all toxins. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes and a lot of sense. I've already kind of like started yeah. in, in a certain way. But um, 
really tried to reach in and uh, and think about like you know what that means in in my mind and in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be leaving my garden soon, my beautiful garden, and yeah. I've got to. And I, and I was, like, bummed. I was telling my dad, oh, man, I've been working on this garden, working on this, you know, cultivating this uh, for years. And, you know, it's really, it almost can exist without me, you know, mm-hmm. almost. And uh, and I'm kind of hoping that it will, Yeah. you know, but but it's like I won't be, be there anymore, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of nurture and cultivate it. And my dad said, like, well, um, well, now you have the skills to go do it anywhere. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, I never thought of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've thought, yeah. of, I've thought about you a lot this week, Craig. Um, I won't, we won't get into the details, but you're, you're leaving your home. Right. You're moving right. from new to new home. Right. I don't know where I'm going yet, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm moving. Yeah. You know, that's new. <laughs> and when I think about what happened with me in uh, the late 2015 when I had to leave, mm-hmm. it was a very disruptive thing. It was one of those things where I didn't make the decision. The decision was sort of made for me. Oh, yeah. And, um, but... Ironically enough, it was sort of the beginning of, uh, I don't know, maybe a rebirth for me, you know, because if I, there's something about comfort that can be dis- disruptive. In other words, yeah. Oh, definitely. And, and double it by the fact that I'm a Capricorn. Oh, that right? really, what does that mean? Does that well, mean? you know, I mean, I am so into routine. Oh, I mean, oh there's, yeah. a, there's a saying that Capricorns are so... My mom's a Capricorn. ...so boring that okay. if they, they stand in one place too long, they will take root and become a tree. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's... You know, so, yeah, this is this is kind of like... It's real disruptive. Yeah. And, and you know, just because I am a, a... I'm a person of habit. Yeah. You know? But that only means that... And the coming, you know, times, months, or whatever, you will be a new Craig Dickerson. Oh, I mean, well, you get to create yeah. new habits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Believe me, I feel I feel the flotation process already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, in order to be renewed, yeah. something has to die. It, it, it's true. I mean, you, yeah. yeah and, true. and I think about... And when I think about that, I mean, and you all, Deb, you usually pose a question for, for all of us when, when we do these things. And his question, what in our lives must die so that we can be renewed. And like I think about old, like habits, like um, one thing that I've done, which is actually something, um, like I haven't eaten a hamburger (laughs) since August. Whoa. On purpose. Well, it should be on purpose, but I'll be quite (laughs) honest with you. So I've had, I've had tooth surgery. And so I've had, uh, and what I'll might as well just be honest. I've had these falsies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and my first four front teeth, and I can't bite into anything. Yeah. So I tried to buy a burger, you know, the first time I had these things on, and I was like, okay, this isn't working at all. <laughs> no, and I was like, well, no more Burger King. And to and be honest, I used to go to Burger King all ever, almost every day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the folks would be like, wow, what's happened to him? He's gone. But it was a disruptive thing, but it's something that was necessary. I needed to have that happen. And the surgery is a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. Come January, I'm going to have you know implants, dental implants in, which is a wonderful thing. I was yeah. talking. Are you going to go back to Burger King? Well, I'm going to try. To, I'm, going to, I'm going to force myself not to. I haven't really, <laughs> I haven't really, really missed it, but I know it's healthier. And but it goes into the theme of renewal. I mean, sometimes we have to let go of the things that we love to hold on to, and we're not ready to let go. We tell ourselves, "Yeah, I need to let go of this thing," mm-hmm. but we don't for whatever reason because it's comfortable. Well, one of the great things about renewal Mm -hmm. and resolutions is that they can begin every day. That's right. 
That's yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. You can recalibrate every day. That's right. That's right. And we'll talk about recalibration. So what are, what are some things that you may need to let go? I mean, have you thought about it? Uh, sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. I need to let go of sugar in my life. Um, let go of attachments to people who are not supporting me or helping Absolutely. me or bringing positive energy into my life. Yes, I totally agree. Because, you know, I'm, I'm still affected by, you know, you told us a story about your friend and, you know, you helped him out and he made a very derogatory comment and, you know, I remember you were in tears and uh, that you can't, you know, I'll help out somebody who is, uh, who, who appreciates my help. And I think, you know, as Christians, we can't, we can't be enablers, you know what I mean? So. We, we never really know, though, that they're going yeah, to appreciate that's true. it. That's should, true. Yeah, you, we you, should still help people, mm-hmm. but if repeatedly you see that they're not mm-hmm. appreciative or that they're not blossoming or yes. taking on accountability, yes. then let's say goodbye. Yeah, which applies to you. Oh, no, I was just going to agree with you. Um, yeah. I, um, I was thinking about something you said. Uh, I forget what. You were reading, yeah, in uh, the second part that you were reading, but something, something bang, pinged in, in, in my head, and it's one of the things that we uh, we say in in, in our mm-hmm. Eucharist um, every week after we I take the Bible. You want to? That's okay. cool. It's okay. just, it's, I, you know, it had to do with. Um, um, it does not, sound a lot like the creed. Not trusting in our own um, righteousness. Yeah, but. And it's something we say, we say in, in my church after after the sacrament. Yeah. Um, uh, that God is. We're not coming to God. We come to God knowing that He's, you know, not not trusting in our own righteousness. Yes. But in uh, His divine mercy. Yeah. And one of the things that I really need to do in this next year, and I'm kind of reminding myself, is is that to not judge. People mm-hmm. and not judge myself harshly. Yes, um, because it's not my job. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg's job and it's other people's job. Please stay healthy. Say a special yeah. prayer for her right now. But um, but you know, I'm reminding myself constantly: it's not my job. That and and when I make statements to people and when I interact with people or when I have like disappointments with others mm-hmm. and I and expectations that may have been like messed up, yeah. reconciliations that don't occur that maybe I think should occur um, with other people, I've got to sit there and go like, you know, I'm gonna lay back on this thing and just not judge, mm-hmm. you know. And it's been a it's been refreshing. It's been hard to do because I'm people who know me mm-hmm. know know me as satirical, sarcastic, passive aggressive, <laughs> you know, and and ready to kind of like, oh, let's have the argument, and this is this is sort of a new uh, a new speed, mm-hmm. a new gear on my bike, yeah, you know that that's kind of like I like it because I feel a sense of relief. Yeah, about it. You know? Yeah, and that's so. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that go forward too. Yeah. I'm gonna think more about letting go because mostly I think about what I want more of. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
yeah, instead the, of the letting go part. Yeah. And I think that's a natural thing for everybody. Everyone's like, you know, what do I need? What do I want? What will improve my life? Instead of what what's dragging me back? You know, what, what are the things that I need to just, you know, throw away? And the cool thing about, well, the interesting thing about moving is that you're sort of forced to throw things away. Oh, definitely. Um, and once upon a time, I used to be and not necessarily a hoarder, but there were things that I would hold on to, and I, I had no idea why I was holding on to them. <laughs> like old scripts or, you know, like old term papers I used to write, you know, in school and or old things. And I was like, why do I have this thing? You know, or let's say an old letter that, you know, from an old ex-girlfriend, you know, from, I don't know, the 80s or something like that. It's like, I have it, but why do I have it? <laughs> what are these memories? And even letting go of old memories, I mean, that's something that I really thought about in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, me reaching out to people who, you know, are, I mean, it's good to reach out to old friends, but if you're reaching out because you want to reclaim a memory of way, way, way back when, although those days are gone, Sometimes that can be more disruptive because it keeps you from moving forward. Right, yeah. And would you even recognize the Reg back then? The 17-year-old Reg? Would you? <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you came face-to-face? Um, probably not. I'm sure it would freak me out. That's sort of a time travel thing. But, um, you know, we always – I mean, and, you know, I was talking to the Norman G, a good friend of mine, about this, about uh, just um, – uh, nostalgia, you know, like mm-hmm. we think about nostalgia as a wonderful thing, but sometimes it can be a disruptive thing because you get locked into the past. You know, we have a whole slew of people in this country in the Midwest who are locked into the past, and they are preventing people. I'm talking politics, yeah, from moving on what? in the future. <laughs> right, exactly. It's only been ten minutes. I mean, you know. <laughs> we haven't talked about sports yet. We haven't talked about yeah, so, but I mean, I, I think that we, we, and when we talk about, you know, when we talk about the people in our lives, who do we hold on in our lives who are holding us back? You know, like the old analogy of, you know, you're in a boat, somebody's outside of the boat, you can bring them in or they can pull you into the water. And people out of my boat a lot. <laughs> unfortunately, and it's tough because as Christians, that's against every fiber of our being. But you know, when I was thinking about this many years ago, yeah. actually, where I was like, if this were a play, I would, I would fire that actor. I'd be like, get out! You're, yeah. you're not helping. Yeah, you're just bringing us all down. You and know what? So I started looking at my life a little bit differently. Yeah, that's a fantastic analogy. If you were the director of your own play, you know, <laughs> yeah, what would you tell yourself, the actor? You would cast it appropriately, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have a wonderful cast. It's the plot that's, like, really weird and wonky. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, too, about letting go yes. as you were speaking. Yeah. And uh, thinking about an image for you, Craig, is um, how about instead of just letting go, like, shedding things? Because when you, like, when animals shed their skin or whatever, um, there's a new skin underneath. There's a new you underneath. I know, and it's constantly growing, too, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of nice. I, I, I've been making a lot of changes anyway, Yeah. and instead of just you know, kind of worried or anticipating, oh, what's next, you know, I, I, I've been kind of like saying to myself, I like this becoming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it. I like where this is headed. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's happening next, but the momentum of it, I can appreciate. Yeah. You know, know, it's interesting. So a good friend of mine, Norman G., 
he just mentioned out of the blue that he had stopped drinking. And it shocked me because I was like, I don't know you as being a drinker or having a problem with alcoholism. And as he said, well, you know, it's something that me and, and him and his wife, Mara, talked about. And he just said, hey, you know, even if I don't regard it as a problem, if other people do, and it's something that I should drop, what's the problem? I'll just go ahead and drop it right now. And I thought that was a very, very brave of, of someone doing that, you know, even though it may not become a critical issue. You don't want it to get to be a situation where, you know, you're disrupting people's lives. Yeah. So if you can stop it right then and there. Well, I did, I did the same thing. Right. Yeah. 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 And I found that, yeah, I, that was back on August 26th. I didn't, I didn't want to throw you under the bus. <laughs> no, you threw Norman under just the bus. Threw, yeah, I was like, just <laughs> Norman. No, 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 Norman's already did it on the Okay. Uh, I was going to jump on the boat on that one. And, uh, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. And so, like, I did the same thing on August 26th. I kind of made a, mm-hmm. a, a decision to not drink. Yeah. You know, and uh, oddly enough, it was it was it was very simple. It's it's you know to me it wasn't really difficult. Although you know every now and then it's kind of like oh well it'd be nice, mm-hmm. but um, but no, it was it's the underlying reasons of why you think you need it of why you stick to that you know maybe oh, sure. habit or unhealthy pattern or whatever yeah. and my. Giving that up was easy. What I found out afterwards was like there was something really difficult that I wasn't doing, and that's and I'll be very specific about it. It was sticking up for myself. Mm-hmm. I found that to be very difficult, very very difficult, and it was much easier to cloud my vision and not really think about that mm-hmm. by you know staying buzzed. Sure. And, and by not being buzzed, I had to kind of like go like, oh, here's the here's the real problem. Here's the one that's actually, yeah. you know. And then unique. you started addressing it. Like, yeah, it began. Well, you know, I had no choice. I mean, it was kind of like, oh, there it is, staring me in the face. No, now. you had a choice. Well, no, I mean. You could have drank again. Well, I didn't see it until. Yeah. Until, the, you know, the, the fog cleared. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I was kind of like, oh, that's the thing. <laughs> and I totally understand the yeah. whole Less avoiding conflict. You know, there have been plenty of times. I mean, I've always considered to be a nice guy, you know, someone who doesn't want to argue or whatever. Well, I always considered you that, too. <laughs> but there are times when you do. I've always found you very argumentative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but obviously, there are times where you do need to stick up for yourself because yeah. people can take advantage of you. Well, you know, I mean, like, and do a, and, you know. Well, you know, yeah. you know it's, I don't know. I'm learning. Yes. I'm learning the, you know, the advantages and. And the realities of it. Yeah. Well, you were saying, like, you don't know where this is ha- going, but you know that your yeah. momentum is good. And you, well, the thing is, you started, right? Yeah. You made one change that led to another change. Uh-huh. So, like, do one push-up, people, or say no to that one drink, or yeah. Yeah. do that one, do it one time, and then maybe you can do it a second time, and then yeah. maybe it will become a pattern. Yeah. 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 I, I passed all my Algebra 1, now I'm on Algebra 2 right now, right. I guess. That's kind of how I look at it. And, like, the problems are a little bit more difficult, and the variables, well, now there's an X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, you know, it's a bit daunting when you just... You know, op- you know, say so like, okay, I'm going to open the calculus book. Even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a bit daunting. You sure. Know? You know, sometimes I've thrown the book against the wall. Starting yeah. anything is daunting, and yeah. change is scary. And if you think about 
renewal. I mean, think about a baby, a baby, you know, being born into the world and everything being new and scary. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about, you know, being uncomfortable with, you know, the newness, I think about a baby. A baby is very uncomfortable and needs to be held by mom and and need, you know, that's. I think it's. I think it's a natural thing when we begin something anew. Yeah. So. Um, there's one other thing because I don't want us to run out of <laughs> energy. Um, so, continuing into verse 16 of Second uh, Corinthians 5. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And it's basically, I mean, it's a simple message basically saying, don't think of, you know, we're not of the world anymore. We're of the word. You know, uh, when we look at individuals, I mean, when I became a Christian, I started looking, or at least when I paid attention to my Christianity, I started looking at people from a Christian point of view. Like, let's say, if I'm, if I'm irritated by someone, I, I have to say, listen, you know, this person is a child of God, although they're pissing me off. <laughs> right. I've got to, you know, and maybe they're going through some issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not directing this towards me. And so I think of it that way. And also when, and you know, when I, thought, when I started reading about um, just this verse, Second Corinthians 5, whether it be through 11 all the way through 17 and reconciliation, in Wikipedia, there are all sorts of different uh, meanings of reconciliation. Like there's family law. Family law reconciliation means when you're in a marriage or let's say there's a divorce or a separation, you renew the marriage. And, and for Congress, U.S. State Congress, it's a legislative procedure. It's a legislative process in the United States that allow expedited passage of a certain budgetary legislation and spending revenues and the federal debt limit, blah, 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 blah. That's kind of dry. <laughs> it is very dry. <laughs> but basically, you cut through all of the crap and you just pass it. Almost immediately, uh, because it's 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 immediate and it, it needs to help like what we need now because you know you make a change. Yeah, you make a change and it's immediate, so you can help reconcile whatever damage has been done. Like we're we're in a, a shutdown right now, and there are folks who have not been paid. I remember working in the federal government, and uh, although I was funded by HUD, I was funded for two years. But there are a lot of folks who didn't get a paycheck at all, and I feel bad for those folks. Like contractors, like yellow. Oh, we wouldn't get paid. Yeah, yeah. And we wouldn't get back pay once the government started again. Yeah. You know, they're saying, like, a lot of the janitors and the people who, are, you know, who staff the government buildings, they're, they're not going to get paid at all. Yeah. Not even uh, not even after the fact, not even for the, work, for the work they would have done. Yeah. Had they been there. Yeah. What I, going back to the, the verse that you said, I get a lot of real positive stuff out of that about – and what you, and especially your take on it about giving other people, you know, value, yes. valuing others. But also, there's a lot of. It makes me feel as though, you know, it takes in the whole Christ story, the death, mm-hmm. uh, the birth, the death, the resurrection. Yes. And when you look at the word Christian, it means like to be little Christs. And so, what I get from that is a lot is a real pointed message toward self-worth. Well, you're worth something. That's right. You are worth something. I am worth something. Because of this thing that has happened in the world, mm-hmm. um, we don't, We can skate beyond our own kind of limited time here mm-hmm. 
uh, and think of ourselves as pieces of that eternal life already. Yeah. Don't have to wait around for it mm-hmm. or hope that it will happen to you. It has. Yeah. yeah. It has happened to you. You're a piece of that eternal existence right now. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of Paul's letters is to go out and, like, let people know about it. Yeah. That they're not just subject to time, life and death, and the laws. Mm-hmm. That there's something bigger happening here. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. And also, there's something interesting. The whole reconciliation, um, returning to faith or harmony after a conflict. Returning to faith. Now, that is interesting to me. Let's say, because there, there are plenty of people, and maybe I can include myself. Well, well not necessarily. I would. There are people who have left Christ. There are people who have left Christianity, or they've left their church, or they've left their... Um, they, they stop doing the things that they usually do. Like there was a time, Craig, where, you know, you were involved in the church and you stopped being involved in the church. Oh, for many years. And then you reconciled and then you came back. I guess so. Yeah. To the church. I guess so. Yeah. And I look, at, I look at this podcast as my way of sort of reconciling and bring, getting myself back into my faith. Like when I had my family here when we did the, um, I think it was the 50th episode where we talked about um, the, the gospel. It was wonderful having the family here and talking about Christianity or whatever. But reconciling, coming back home, you know, giving a rebirth to your faith and your commitment in Christ. So in your faith, the faith you were raised in, your Baptist faith, when did you become baptized? I was baptized twice. I was baptized when I was, I believe, seven years old. And it was something that I wanted to do, actually. I don't know if I told the story, but I had to sneak out of my house because my mom did not want me to be baptized to the church because it was considered my father's church. You're not going to be baptized in that church. You're going to be baptized in my church. <laughs> no. It was a turf war thing or whatever. Oh, but, but I really love the church. I love Metropolitan Baptist Church. And so I snuck out and just did it. And, and I was like, hey, I'm baptized. Sorry. The second time was when I was, I was 21 years old. And I was in my first, my last year at NYU. Uh, sort of because I, I was involved in a group called the Church of Christ. And they were like, listen... Did you really know what you were doing at seven years old, or did you just do what your parents told you to do? If you want to, you know, give yourself to Christ, you have to do it on your own volition. You have to, you have to do it right now. So I did it. So. Except that you were peer pressured into it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, I, I agree mean, with you. I agree yeah. with what you, that statement of, like, young people that get baptized yes. in a Protestant church. I feel like a lot of them do it because their family pressures them sure, to it or sure. their friends. They're like, oh, they look at all the praise they got for doing it. Right, right. I'm going to do it too. Right. I mean, in my faith, we get baptized when we're babies, mm-hmm. so we don't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then around eight or nine, we have confirmation, which oh, is where we, yeah. it's, it's where we have more commitment to yeah. our faith. Yeah. So you were confirmed uh, later on? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right so on. you do... You do, uh, yeah, there, there are all these sacraments in, yeah. the, in the Catholic Church. And even though you were eight or nine, it was still something you wanted to do, not necessarily that your parents sort of pushed you to do. Yeah. But still. Yeah. It's still young. It, it, it's, well, but yeah. it's also like the stepping stones mm-hmm. of the sacraments, right? So yeah. um, there's a path there already defined. Sure. Yeah. Kind of like in the Protestant faith when people get reborn. Yeah. Um, but uh, but what, I was going to say something else about this. Um, people, a lot of people, 
particularly in the Bay Area, yeah. um, move away from religious organizations yes. in their 20s and don't come back, or in general across the country, there's a there's an age gap there where mm-hmm. in your 20s to your th- mid-30s, yeah. a lot of people move away from organized religion, sure. and then they start having families, and then they... And then they generally move back towards that kind of community. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that pattern as well. And you know, when you're in your twenties, I mean, there's you know, with organized religion, not also just being young, you're being you're used to being told what to do, and you have your families telling you what to do, and you have your church and you have your pastors telling you what to do. And there's a rebellious time where you're like, hey, I'm I'm sick of being told what to do. I want to do my thing, and you want to branch out and do and do your own thing. Um, and I think as you get older, I know it's when I, as I get older, I think about, you know, traditions and just what is my foundation? You know, what is it, what are the things that I believe in? What makes me Reg Clay? And my foundation is my faith. You know, I feel funny when I, you know, some, sure, I can do things that God doesn't want me to do. And it may seem fun or, you know, rebellious. But there's a voice in my head that says, hey, you know that this is wrong. There's like a little conscience in my mind, and who knows if that, some people can say that's indoctrination, you know, that was something that was drilled into you when you were young, but who we are, I mean, you know, the first couple of years of our lives, you know, defines our character. I mean, we are who we are, and my faith is very, very important to me, and uh, the foundation is there, even when I walk away from it. I've always found myself going towards it because it just feels comfortable. It's like a well-home-cooked meal. It's like when you go home, you know, there's different way. I, mean, I can go to a restaurant and, you know, get home fried potatoes, but it's different when my dad cooks it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so there's something home cooking about uh, my faith. And when I when I come back to it, yeah. it just feels comfortable for me. And it's something that I, that I, that I bond to. One of the things I love about Catholicism is I can go to a church, a Catholic church anywhere in the world. Yeah. And it's the same. <laughs> I, I, like the, I like the ritual as well. Episcopalian has that yeah, ritual. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I like the ritual. I, I, I understand it. It's something that kind of yeah. like I can relate to and, and embrace even when I'm at 8 o'clock, I'm half asleep. You know, <laughs> and, I, and then we're doing the, you know, we're reading the Apostles' Creed or whatever. And sure. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's something that kind of just because of, because it's so familiar and because it's so. You know, yeah, it's such a thing. It kind of it feels comfortable to me. Yeah, it just does. And to me, that ritual or pattern allow. I know this sounds strange, but maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> the ritual or pattern allows me freedom. Yeah, to move around and it within it. Yeah, mm-hmm. does that make sense to anyone? So <laughs> <laughs> it's comfortable. It's comfortable to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes total sense. So my last button, uh, because we're hitting up towards um, almost 10 o'clock. Yeah, i got to skip out. Uh, yeah. But reconciliation, and I'm speaking specifically for Christians who may have stepped away from the church. You can always reconcile. You know, you can always be, you know, start anew because, you know, the door is always open. Christ is always exactly. ready to, to bring you back in. And for those who are not so, you know, uh, who are not who are not bounded by faith, you know, you're not necessarily a Christian or whatever. If you have a New Year's resolution, think about renewing and think about throwing away things that you need to throw away, whether it be internal, external, something may be holding you back. And once you let go of that tire iron or whatever that anchor is, you can truly, you know, shed it so that the real you can emerge. Absolutely. All right. And I think that's the message of uh, Paul. Yeah. So next week, 
Yes. We're going to talk about the phrase, I am, am. and how it appears in the Bible so much. I have 35 verses that I'm going to share with my fellow podcasters here, and you can each choose one that speaks to you. Mm -hmm. I am. Awesome. We've got our homework homework to uh, to focus on as we look ahead. (laughs) I think it's an important one. That is nice. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right, who wants to close us out? I will. Okay. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for walking with us in faith today and every day. Please help bring a sense of rebirth and renewal, not only to the folks here in this room, but those who are listening. Um, Lend us your strength so that we can create new patterns and emerge renewed and reconciled and enjoy. Um, please take care of the children who around the world who are being oppressed and hurt. Um, bring them your light so that they can live full and rounded and positive lives in the future. Um, thank you for giving us the gift of your son and the gift of your love. Um, and we'll carry that in our hearts until next week. In your holy name we pray. Amen. 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 So pretty. Wow, that was a wonderful <laughs> one. Thank you. And Thanks. just as we were, <laughs> I think Norman is texting us. He's probably, oh. he's probably there now. Oh, no, he's just there in the chat. All I'll right. post the <laughs> same 35 <laughs> verses on our on our Facebook page so you can look at them too. Absolutely. And Great. I just want to say thank good. thank everyone for listening to the Faith Podcast. I know you are listening because I, li- I look at these statistics and I know that people are listening. Please um, let us know how, what you think and feel by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. And uh, and thank you. And thank you. And I hope everyone has a wonderful 2019 in here. Yeah. Blessings yeah. to the new year. Yeah. And here's my blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. We're on Facebook, SoundCloud. That's where the podcast is. You can also uh, write us directly. I have a uh, Twitter and also Instagram account. You can find me, Reg Space Clay, and DL Carragher for Deb. And share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years. And even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store, go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith and you'll find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us and you will find us. Thank you for listening. I'm